Marcus on them. Is there a Marcus in front of you, Ez? Thanks a million. Thanks so much. Thank you, Naftali. Thank you, Ezra, Mordech, and Moish. So far, Rabbi, say we've had We've had five Mesaimim and Makas, Baruch Hashem, and we have many more coming tomorrow night. We've had Mesaimim on Kedushin. We studied the last Gemara of Kedushin. I studied with the Chevra. I have this allergy. It's an own, my own personal thing that I struggle with formalities that are devoid of meaning and purpose. When people do things just this, I don't mind formalities. Oh, thank you. Oh, he's flying. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Martha. It's always the Shaila, say. You see a person who's walking around like this, or a Rebbe who has like a little bit left of lunch still. I'm very into quietly. If you Rebbe's walking to she, walking around like this, now it becomes a shaila. You don't want to be chutzpahdik, but on the other hand, you know that how many shiurim were ruined because somebody came to share like this. 
and or a Rebbe has some of lunch still in his beard, a crumb in the beard kills the whole shear. Nobody's the shear. Somehow it's nauseating, and shear is done. So it would seem that the proper thing is quietly to mention this. So you save the shear. Check the, check the mirror or something like that. It, not, you don't want to embarrass, but it could be kedai in some way or another to communicate it. We are for our own little bush. It's not so easy, but we overcome our thing and we allow this person to become, it's not cool to come home and find your version of this. Like you walk up like, oh no. <laughs> Whatever version of that it was. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's funny. We've all done that to a Rebbe. We were like, and like we hope like he knows we're not we're not scratching our people like Rebbe. <laughs> We've all done that like hoping will he get the message. <laughs> Good you I did the more <laughs> idle version of that, but excellent. Yeah, yeah, we've all done that. <laughs> I had a mice with Hevra where they didn't say and there was nothing to say when we went mountain climbing. I got a geschmack. There was very little of my clothing left somehow, and guys were quiet. I was very impressed. I was very, very impressed. But okay. Well, <laughs> that was a good chill. So whatever happened here is good. Rabbi say, I don't like formalities that are devoid of meaning. We have a lot, the word may be ceremony, Aaron, like certain ceremonies. Even our graduation is going to be magical. We're going to celebrate a year. Now, there's, there's a reason for formalities. I'm not against formality. I struggle with formality minus purpose, meaning I was so happy there was a Yidin Eretz Yisrael, Reb Zilber, who was a big tzaddik. Maishi has read about him, a tremendous tzaddik. And he was a fascinating Yid. There's a book, and there's, it's called Lamed Vav Tzaddik. I forgot the name of the book. And there's a book about his life. It was an incredible Yid from Russia. Rebel Yashiv, I believe, said to him, he's one of the Lamed Vav Tzaddikim of the Dur. He was a remarkable person, Reb Zilber. And this Reb Zilber made many weddings in his dining room, many in his kitchen, his dining room. He married off a lot of Russian families. And I read that he couldn't handle formalities. He liked less formal. Now, I don't mind formalities. I like let's, it has to have a purpose and a meaning. There has to be some wealth behind it. So at Siyumim, the Messiah like reads the last Gemara. I never like, like, it's a formality. So we're all murmuring, and the guy reads the last piece. He's finishing the Masechta with us, because we, have a, we were part of his experience. We were part of his journey. The minag is rich. It's not a formality. A guy gets up, okay, do your obligatory thing. We're doing things that are real, that are meaningful. I told the guys that in my family, so there was a funeral in the family where... My wife's family, we had nobody there. There were very few from people in the crowd. There were probably close to 100 people there. The author of The Chosen was there amongst interesting people. And because my wife and her two sisters are from, they got a from rabbi to officiate. And I was so frustrated. He did a lot of the officiating. With the, he read the Tehillim in archaic English. Thou shalt not want in thine... And it played in, the crowd feels Yiddishkeit's museum. It's a thing of old. You put on your kippah. You like dump it on your head. Like everybody's like playing roles. If anything we started in this yeshiva is that Yiddishkeit's real and meaningful. The opposite of Waterbury is contrived, set up, 
you stand here, you look like this, you say this. I call guys over now in interviews, and my new shtick is I call a guy over, and they expect, like, tell me, do you like yeshiva? It's like cheesy. If I wanted to show up to yeshiva, just tell guys to play music, and people want in in a second. Who wouldn't want? But I call guys over, and I say, what don't you like about yeshiva? And I say, ah, oh, I like it. I stop it. What don't you like? And guys, like, start attacking, and I walks away. The interview so wonder, what did he just do? I just get a kick out of that, because I like real. I don't like pretends. I like that a guy can come over. I want to explain the yeshiva. A guy can come over and say, I hate the food. Yeah, the food's wonderful. He does a great job. Whatever the, the dorm is smoking hot, it's ridiculous, such a mess. Whatever you want, whatever you, <laughs> I like that the place is not contrived. So on an interview, a guy comes over and I ask, that's my latest thing. I just, just rip the yeshiva, please. Guys are looking at me. <laughs> the most the nicest get what? My last one. To the I call over guys. I call, I've been doing that. <laughs> I, anybody can come over. Anybody come over and say what you don't like. I just want a natural. I don't want contrived. Rebbe, did you actually ever get an answer that wasn't? Like, sure, guys, good, good rips. Excellent. Some good stuff, solid. I could tell you some of the stuff. Good stuff, good stuff. The bottom line is, is the word contrived is not my type. At the seam, the guy reads the end of the Masech to learn it with me. I, you know, I don't want some guys at the end, they read like four blot. That's a little frustrating for me. It's a long time. Just, we don't all have that patience. But the Minag Yisrael is to read the last few lines, learn it with me. And there's a vart to it. We're not just blank formalities. There's a vart to it. Somebody in the yeshiva asked Akasha yesterday that lit a fire in me. He doesn't know... A guy asks me in yeshiva, and I don't know the answer, and I'm so excited because if he knows me, I can't handle formality that has no ceremony, like empty ceremony. You know, young men, everybody walks down the aisle to a place you don't like, and a man gets up who's not particularly fond of the guys. Says, I love the senior. Everybody's sitting there. You love the senior. What? Like, I don't like, like, don't knock it off. Say what you mean, mean what you say. Like, let's have some... Let's have some meaning and purpose here. Let's, what, 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 what is going on here? So I don't like form without substance. Chaymer without surah is the words. We need chaymer. It's very important. We need chaymer and surah. Surah without chaymer is form without substance. Surah is very important, by the way. Ramesh Shapiro spoke about surah day and night. Form is important. Dress is important. I want the chaver to dress yeshivish. So why don't we tell you that? right away, because I don't want it to be tzura without chaymer. Of course a guy should dress like a bentar. It's very important. It's healthy for yourself. It's healthy for others. It's a very good step for any guys. I'm wearing white shirts now. I think it's excellent. Kalish, you tell me that I'm leaving in like 30 seconds. Because I, I don't want tzura without chaymer. I don't want form without substance. A white shirt is wonderful. A hat is wonderful. The basic way I would like to say it, a hat is great, but on a head. A hat without a head is not the seder, you know. Don't wear your hat on your hand. If you have no, first build the head. Be a human, then on a human being's head, put a hat. A jacket's wonderful on a person. Zayda mentioned, then we are jackets. So it's very important. Surah is very, very important. Our generation is allergic to surah because it was pushed a lot, surah without chaymer. I don't want the response to be, I don't want the response to be, we're only about substance and we forget surah. 
you know, if you ever know, I'm going to go sports. I always go there. I heard it's pathetic. I heard. My mind goes to sports. Kacha. In sports, if there was a manager of a team that was a player manager and he let the players too crazy, you know, a football team and the team gets crazy penalties, they're very undisciplined because the coach was like one of these player coaches who curses a lot, who just creates chaos. So the team is nuts. They're getting... 10 penalties a game, 12 penalties a game, ridiculous, unnecessary roughness all over the field, and they're getting, they're penalized, a team will then fire that coach, and the tendency is to go to the other extreme. They hire this disciplinarian who all the players hate, because they, they, they had a problem. The answer is not to the other extreme, the answer is to find balance. Our generation has rejected form without substance. Surah without Chaymer. The answer is not Chaymer without Surah. The answer is not to have substance. Ceremony is important. Ceremony, form, with substance. Our generation hated form without... Don't give me a black hat and white shirt. What does it mean? The answer is not to negate completely form. That's a form. That's a Surah, a form. The answer is to fill it with substance and to merge both. What we're zaycheh b'siyat in yeshiva is to have tzura with chaymer. Form, ever important tzura with chaymer. A lot of Yiddishkeit, the chasnas are beautiful ceremonies, and every detail of the ceremony is full of meaning. So Bachar asked me yesterday, and I put this out there, he asked on Minag Ashkenaz, we do Reb Meish's Tanayim before the chasna. So Habakkuk said, what we do right before the chasna is we make this kinyan with the father, and the, the father of the chasna and the father of the kala, and they both promise not to back out of the wedding ceremony. They make a promise, and they make a kinyan, and we sign a shtar that they're not backing out. As Chaim Guri brilliantly pointed out, we do the tenayim about five minutes before the badekin, right before we dance the chasna to put the veil over the kala's head, and then they go to the chuppah. Chaim said, you're like, promising not to back out. Stop promising not to back out and just bring your kid down. In the time they're making this promise, we could already have done the chuppah. And what's the pshat that we go through this tenayim? Us chassidim do the tenayim months before, so it makes sense. Chassidim do months before. And by them, it's very serious to break an engagement. Very, it's much less common than our world and a terrible thing. It's not simple to be, you promised, you're a liar if you break the engagement, you're a, you're a liar. You, you promised, you had a Kenyan. They do the Tanayim months before. Their engagement ceremony is called a, what we call a Vart, they call a Tanayim. And they do a whole Chalais, they do a Kenya at the Tanayim. I have no passion, that's what always was done. Before Kedushin. No. No, they do it only before Kedushin. Then Kedushin and Nisun are together. Yeah, Kedushin and Nisun do it together. They do Tanayim months before us, Hasidim. Now, us Litvaks, <laughs> us Litvish people, we're American, we have it all. Us Litvaks, so we do the Tanayim, we do the Tanayim at the Chasano. Now, I understand, Chaimel, that we don't do it before because we're worried people will back out. We don't want to make people liars, okay? So don't do it tonight. What are we marviach? You know, the guy asked me the question so innocently, he doesn't know that he touched like the most raw nerve by me. 
because sub form without substance like bothers me. So we have this whole tanayim, and you call up Uncle Gerald. You say, Mechobit Uncle Jerob, he reads the Tanayim, and he proudly reads the Tanayim. Every chas namet, I leave the Tanayim on the table. It's not needed anymore. The document's effective for about 13 seconds. And always a well-meaning cousin, like, saves the day and gives me the Tanayim middle of the chasna. It's like just part of how the chasna works. You forgot, to, I'm like, oh, thank you so much, and I throw it out when the person's not looking. You don't need the Tanayim. It's done already. They promised in those four minutes not to back out. Now, Yosef Abacher asked me that why do we have a Tanayim? What are us Litvish doing? Now, we read a Sefer that clearly was written by Echsid the Shagai, which Bacher brought over a Sefer, and he basically made fun of the Litvaks that do it. And he said, listen, they don't want to stop the Minugs, they do that, which doesn't make sense. But I don't, why? <laughs> Chabad.org. So it's a wonderful site, and they didn't like our Minug. We need to figure out. What, we need to find out what Svartan do. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what we do. I have to f- if you could find out when they do the Tanayim. The Tanayim. They do the Tanayim at the wedding or two months before. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. It's actually, maybe they don't even do it tonight. I need to find that out. I, if anybody knows the answer, what the reason for our menig is, it seems so strange. We're committing our Tanayim iron helps for like 30 seconds. I won't, I, did you ever see and how many men in history as are backed out at the wedding? It would be pretty embarrassing. So basically, I sit with the Chassan's father and the Kala's father 30 seconds before we're going to the, to the and we make the star that they won't back out. Huh? So now, the reason I'm telling you the Kasha is the Kasha is a good Kasha and I need to get an answer. And we don't want to break the minic. I know that answer, but come on. So there was a minic. Tonight you made sense. If we're not doing anything, so what are we doing? I can think of answers. Minhagim are holy, guys. And the reasons we do things. But the Bachar didn't have that he's asking somebody who doesn't like form without substance. And that's like, he's exact. Tonight seems like form. <laughs> like, hello, like, what do we do? And I'm bothered. He's right. It seems so hard to... Now, I'm not making fun. Minag is kodesh, is holy. There's got to be a pshat. I can think of ideas, but I want to know if anybody's seen, is it written anywhere? Minhagim are very holy and thought out by great people. This minag seems so strange, so... Like, what did you accomplish? And we do a lot. We have two Adam are called up. They both sign. A fellow reads the Tanayim. It's all so formal. And all this whole, like, <laughs> I babish picture Chaim's thing. It's like a 12 minute, 12 minute process that those 12 minutes we could have already had the Kedushin and the Chuppah. Yeah? The Chassidah months before the wedding. Of course, that makes sense. So when did the box, I guess? Stop? It's a good point. When did it stop? When, that's a, that's a, it's very recent. Mr. Brewer talks about when he talks about all the time. They're like, it's very recent. This is a new deal. There's a very recent thing we stopped. Probably, to be, to sure, tonight, everybody did tonight before, sure. What we do today is fascinating. It hit me so stark this week because you might be shocked. Yehuda, you better act surprised. I was running late by the chup and I needed to, I had filled it, I needed to get it before Shkia. And the Tanayim, like, was delaying me. I just need this before Shkia. Could we not say we're going to do it and do it? Like, a guy's darshing for what he's going to do. And you say, can you stop saying what you're going to do and do it? Like, Tanayim was saying what we're going to do. 
and we were delaying doing it, that I needed to do it fast, and we were saying, what are we going to do? We needed to do. <laughs> so then the guy asked me this question. He like nailed it. Who asked the question, Chaim? Who did? Yetzi Hertz. Rabbi Yetzi Hertz. Rabbi Yetzi Hertz. A very good question. <laughs> well, any guy is doing the Tanayim man as the problem of Shkia. <laughs> okay, but the question, so I've always said to Siyumim, our Messiah read the last Gemara with us. Now, I want to say there's such beauty to that menog. Guys get frustrated, like a, it's such beauty, he's finishing with us. Do you understand? Because we are part of the journey. We are part, there's a famous verb from the Grub. Effie, I want to share a verse from the grub, but it's more than a cutesy vert. The very ceremony speaks about this vert, and I feel it at the Yeshiva Siyumim. The grub says, Aaron, the word Siyum is Samach Yud Vav Mem. Now let's spell out each, each every ice that spells Siyum is important. Samach. How do you write out Samach? The letter Samach is Samach Mem Chav. Samach. Siyum is Samach, is Samach, Yud Vav Mem. Siyum. So Samach is Samach Mem Chav. What's the gematria of, sa- of, 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 of a Samach? 60. What's the gematria of Mem plus Chav? 40 plus 20? 60. So Samach, the sin, there's every letter has the ice that's Nigla and the ice that's Nister. In the letter Samach, there's a Samach Mem Chav. The Samach is what you can see. The Mem and the Chaf is what you can see. Let's get Yud. How do you spell out Yud? Yud Vav Dalid. What's the Gematri of Yud? Ten. What's Vav plus Dalid? Ten. What you can see? Ten. What you can. Vav is Vav Vav. Six and six. Mem is Mem Mem. Forty and forty. So all the letters that spell Siyam, the part that you could see is the same gematria as the part that you can see. Now, if it's English, who cares? But remember, Lashon Kodesh, it is a siyum. And siyum, every letter, and there are many letters, Aleph doesn't have that quality. Bez doesn't have that quality. Gimel doesn't have that quality. Dalit doesn't have that. Most letters don't have this quality. Samach, Yud, Vav, and Mem all have the quality that the part of the letter you could see and the part you can see are the same. Says the Grah, this is on purpose because the people making the Siyam and those that were Mechazek have the same Schar. So the Oisiyas that you can see and the Oisiyas that make up the Oisiyas have the same numerical value. Says the Grah, because the Messiah and those that help the Messiah both get, all get the credit of the Mesechta. Amazing Grah, yeah. You got the grunt? Aaron, you got the grunt? You know, people have like a vert on a seam. That's the type of vert a guy carries for like 60 years. And every, people have vert in for a Sheva Brachas. Every Sheva Brachas, you ask this guy to speak, he says the vert. Every Afruf, he says this vert. Every Shalom Zacher, people have the vert they carry. This seam vert is a tremendous vert. It's a grunt. The Vilna Gain says this. Our minog that the, that, the, that the Messiah reads the end of the Masech. Why is he reading that? He's showing off. He's reading, let him learn it, and then we'll party together. Why does he have to read it to us? We didn't finish the Masech. Why is he reading me the last line? He's finishing. Let him privately. He couldn't read it before I come to the party. Huh. 
After like we sit there, he reads the last Gemara. Like, what are you doing? You learn it, and then I'll I'll drink beers. I'll make lechaims. What are you reading it with me? The answer is that there's deep meaning to the ceremony because we're all finishing. So the minig Yisrael, as he reads the last shtickle, come chevra, finish along with me. Because we're all finishing, we you cheered on, we you valued your growth, we you were the supporters of your growth, a part of your finishing experience. And as such, he reads the last Gemara. All of a sudden, it's not just ceremony. Ah, he reads. Now, I'm a little bit troubled in yeshiva. We don't do this. It could be we're wrong. The minig is to either start the next mesechta or read the beginning of that mesechta. There are reasons for that also. Could be we should go back to that here. Could we should go back. You either start the beginning of the mesechta again or you start the ne- at, the, at some point during the seum. That's such a minig. We haven't done that in yeshiva. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We haven't done it in Yeshiva. I don't know when. I don't even know when. Like Yehuda's right. Do you first read that? When did they do it? After the Kaddish? At some point. There's a minute like that. There's a minute. There's a reason for that. That we begin anew. We begin anew, right? There's reasons for it. L'maiser Abay That So all of a sudden we have like this ceremony. is not just formed. There's like a pshat to it. Now, I like that, learn with me, so if you're reading the last line, because I'm finishing with you, so I don't like it, just read Tillam, explain it to me. I like when a guy really learns the last line, let's study it, like tell me something. It's not a ceremony, because I'm a shtickle allergic to ceremony. So if Taka learned the last line, so teach me the last line, I'm finishing with you. So no, finish with me. So I love when a guy gets up, I don't care how little you read, but explain it to me. Tell me, so then I'll finish with you. So teach me the line. That's my own pet preference, that a guy actually learns it. I would like, we're going to go to many more siyum on Thursday night of Makkas. If the Hebrew doesn't mind for a few minutes, I want to study the last Gemara with you, tell you a beautiful pshat, a beautiful pshat in the last Gemara. And this way, it won't just be ceremony, Aaron. It will be, we're learning something. So let me tell you, we don't have so much more time, but let's do this. Like this. The last Gemara says the following story. Everybody here knows the story. I'm going to try to go fast. Shuv Pam, one more time. Hayu Oilen, Shum Pabachas, one more time. It's an earlier story. Hayu Oilen Yushalayim, the three Tanayim. The Tanayim whose names were, it was Rev. Gamliel, Rev. Lezer ben Azariah, Rev. Shua, and Rev. Kiva. Four. Rev. Gamliel, Rev. Lezer ben Azariah, Rev. Shua, and Rev. Kiva. Four great Tanayim. They were walking together. Kivan shi'agiu laharat saifim. Karu bigdayim. When they reached Tarat saifim, they rent their garments. They tore Kriya. Kivan shi'agiu laharabayis. When they came to Harabayis, they saw a fox come out of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. They started crying. The holiest place on earth and a fox walks out. There are times, there are times that I'm in, that I'm in a certain like feeling state and I see the Makam HaMikdash and I see that other people doing other things who aren't good to Yid and roaming around there and I get very overwhelmed. And there are other times where I f- don't feel that. But there are times you go there and you see foreigners on there and it's, it makes you cringe. It makes you very sad. So they saw a fox coming out of the Kaddish Kaddashim, these great Tanayim. 
and they saw a fox, they lived at the time after the second Beis Amignish was destroyed, and they saw a fox coming out of the Kodesh Kedosh, and they started crying. Rabbi Kiva Mitzachik, and shockingly, Rabbi Kiva starts laughing. And they say the frustrating question, why are you laughing? Why do you cry? Now that question always bothered me, like he needed an explanation. Well, explain me why you're crying. It bothers me. You know why we're crying. <laughs> you know why we're crying. Kiva, you know good and well. <laughs> we're very curious why you're laughing. Please do not say back, why are you crying? You know why we're crying. So Amrulai, they respond. They respond, Makum Shekasabai, the place that is written concerning that place, the Kaidish Akadashim. Vazara Karav Yumas, a foreigner who comes there dies. Vaakshav Shualim Holchaba, and now a fox walks there. Lainivka, we shouldn't cry. The Kedush is gone, the holiest place. It used to be if a Zor, if a guy wasn't a Levi, wasn't a Kayin, wasn't a Kaidish, wasn't a Kayin Gadol, on Yom Kippur. A Zor went there, a Zor Akarav Yumas dies. And now there are foxes walking there, we shouldn't cry. It's shocking what he asked them. Why are you crying? He knew why they were crying. Nobody, he didn't, like he was shocked. They have a good cash while you're laughing. His response, why are you crying? I don't know, Pshat. It could have been that it's more of an achama when I say, why are you crying? You show me why you're crying and you show that's the same reason why I'm laughing. Wow, wow. Let's work. Martha says, Martha says, I want to feel your emotion. Let's feel you. Let's experience. Cry. And then let's go with, let's go somewhere with that. He wants to speak out. He knew they were crying. You cannot mechaven to mati dahan. Now, whenever I remember this Gemara for the rest of my life, I always had Mati Dahan built into my. I never knew Pshat in this. What Martha said, Mati said it earlier, you saying it here, is very meaningful to me. Very, very meaningful. See, Martha said, I want you to hear this, and Mati Dahan said, Mati Dahan has a different Kasha. I never thought, Mati asked, uh, it says that they came to Harat Saifim, they ripped their garments. And has no shaykhs to the story. The story of the Gemara is the, the shual, the fox that went at, I said this in shul before Tishbab, this vert, I spoke to my shul, we'll talk about the vert in a second. And I spoke about it, and that Shabbos, Shabbos I spoke about it, we were by the Russ's house, and my wife, myself, and all my kids saw a fox walking down, trotting down Blue Ridge Drive. A fox trotting down, it was like very airy, talking about foxes, and then seeing later that day a fox trotting, they trot, they don't walk, they walk very gaivadic, they like bounce, foxes. And it was trotting. It's called a trot. If you ever see a fox walking, guys have seen fox on our campus. They walk almost arrogantly. They they bounce. I don't know if has anybody ever seen a fox walk. They they have like a, a trot would be the appropriate way of describing. They sort of bounce. Anyway, a swag. So the bottom line is is that. Is that so? Mati Danias, why does the Gemara bring the part of the story when they came to Tarat Saif and they ripped their garments? It's like irrelevant. So Mati said the same thing that Morty's saying. <coughs> there are two ways. One day, if you have challenges in your home, everybody has Nisyanis, and you want to comfort your wife and children, 
a man can easily not feel. It's easy not to feel. We're all good at that. Hey, things are good. How are you? Great. You're not feeling that way. You're being a pretend dude. It's very easy not to feel and to feign positivity. But you're feigning it. You're faking. You're not real. Ah, isn't it great? But you're not, that's not what you're feeling. We're, we're a yeshiva and we're a place of, of Torah and Yiddishkeit, which is trying to conquer the pnim, the inner, that I can really bring myself to faith. I can feel and be very feeling and bring myself to faith. I bring myself there. I feel and I feel deeply and I bring myself to faith to pretend, Chazde Hashem, it's great. And inside you're in pain. There's nothing to that. That's... So a man, can, his wife's nervous about the Parnassah at home. He's like, it's fine. You didn't comfort her, I promise. You're just being a pretend. If you feel the concern, it's very scary. I don't know what we're eating tomorrow. It's very scary. And you're there and you come to faith. You're present, you're feeling, you're experiencing. You come to faith. You're a tremendous chizuk to others. Says Martcha brilliantly, Martcha and Mati, each on a different point in the Gemara. Says Mati Dahan, it says that Rabbi Kiva also tore his garment. He was in mourning. They all tore their garments. Rabbi Kiva mourned. Rabbi Kiva says to them, speak out while you're crying. Says Martcha, it wasn't like just being positive. Okay, there's a fox. You speak it out. So, Rabbi Kiva, how are you going to give us comfort then? I'm, I feel what you feel. Speak it out. How's that for like, if I want to tell you something positive, there's a guy here said, so he, he's, Kalish, why are you so positive? Let's say the day after Meron, I want to get here and, and cheer up the Hevra. So I look all happy. Boss says, Kalish, why are you happy? He said, please, speak out why you said. I'm not here to give a happiness that doesn't address that there's a reason to be sad. Speak out what happened in detail. Well, I'll cry with you. I'm not avoiding the reason. So Rabbi Kiva says to them, why are you crying? Please speak it out. Rabbi Kiva knows why they're crying. Speak it out in detail. Get us all said. And from that place, I'm going to bring you to happiness. From that place, I'm not, I'm not at a place of optimism. I ignore the Avelos. Why are you crying? Speak it out. I'm not a guy who's here saying, let's just all not feel. Let's yes feel and come to happiness. Let's yes feel. I always like in the yeshiva, it, I'll, I'll tell you a true thing. Guys in the summer hear this me every year, Tish, but I'm going to tell you a true story. There's a true story. The guys who come to Sulam hear this yearly from me. Go back. Five, we started Sulam's our fifth year this summer. I think it's the fifth year. Guys asked me five years ago, about a hundred guys, I was in, it was after Heller was done, and I was in Blue Ridge for Tishabov, and about a hundred guys said, Rebbe, we want to come for Tishabov. And my first reaction, this is Waterbury. We do dancing, kumzit, singing, hear Aaron sing. We want, we want a party. We want to come Tishabov. We're an optimistic, positive place. I was very, like, worried almost. Come, you want to come? You want to cry together? And when I thought about it, I said, I, I wanted it. It's one of the great days of the year of the yeshiva. I say great. I don't mean happy days. 
I don't mean great that it's a party. It's not. I mean great that it's powerful. It's life-changing. The Tisha B'Av we have together has become like an otherworldly experience. Many of the guys here have been there. Guys who tell me for the first time in my life, Tisha B'Av is like, there's, some, there's a powerful force to the day that people who drive up for Tisha B'Av, it's a powerful day. And we cry together, we sing together, we, but why do I love it? Because our happiness is not from a place we don't feel. When I didn't waterbait, it's ironic. People come here, the first thing, I, I, I do a lot of interviews lately. I'm sitting here, I want to speak to the heaven, I'm doing interviews. What hits on is people's guys are so happy here. Guys are so happy. So you must think we're that place. <laughs> Life is good. <laughs> we ignore reality. No. Ironically, it's a place that mourns. Ironically, it's a place kids cry very readily and easily about what you heard. You heard speeches less that people are very honest and real. Our happiness is not born from a head in the sand. That husband who wants to bring optimism to his home, if he ignores reality, he does not uplift his wife and kids. And he'll be so frustrated because he'll sing songs, Gishmak Amuna songs, and his whole family's like depressed. And he's like frustrated. I'm bringing happy vibes. You're just not feeling. Cry with us and then sing Then we'll sing with you. Feel. Rabbi Kiva rips his garment. That's Mati Dahansvart. Mordisvart that I never thought of before. Is he says, please express why you're crying. Speak it out. That's what laughter means, no? Why? It's funny, Reb, you know who says that? Rabbi Kiva Tatz says that, that laughter is like the opposite of what you'd expect, like a similar, a change of what you're expecting and something different happens. He describes laughter like that. So the laughter is, I get what you're feeling and there's, there's a different experience going on. Rabbi Kiva Tatz describes laughter like that. It's a piece on Yitzchak, you know, Gan Ketzer Advarim Chevra is Rabbi Kiva says, to them, why are you crying? And they express the obvious, the avelos. That the, and it's Kedai to speak out what they express because he wants them to mourn. You know, he wants them to mourn. So they speak it out. This spot, if a foreigner came here, speak it out. When you're thanking your mother at your siyum and your father, I want you to mean it and feel it. It's very hard to feel in front of a whole crowd. So a big etzah, Speak out something specific that talks to you. David Clara thanked his mama. He said a specific that brought him to tears. He wanted to mean all his thank yous. By speaking something out, it made him feel it. When I say, Maidim Tashem, I don't want to be pretend. Thank you, God, for all of life. <laughs> it's like, thank you, Hashem. Maidim, and I thank you, Hashem, for all of life. So I try to think of something that's very relevant to now. I just enjoyed Aaron saying this morning, I get very excited from him because he's an incredible person, really incredible person. And I want to thank Hashem that he brought him to my life. By Mincha, I'm going to, before Maidim, thank for him. I mean to thank for everything, but I want to bring myself, I don't want to be a fraud. Thank you for everything. Al chayenu amsurim it's, you, you, want to be a, you want to just be a talking head? I want to... When you thank your man, if you speak out something that likes meaningful to you, something that's relevant, that's why even thanking them for driving up, it almost comes out funny to us. Thanks for driving up tonight. 
That's what you're thinking. They don't feel weird. You're doing that to get yourself connected to it. Right now, you're here at my Sam. I just feel so good about that. My, you dropped everything. That babysitter's at home. You drove up. Thank you, Ma, for driving up. You'll connect to what you just said, and then you'll mean the rest, and my, everything else you do also. But you're already, you're emotional. You're already connected to what, if you thank for changing your diaper, you don't care about that right now. It's a forgotten memory. You, you'll, it, will be, it will come out as empty. So thank for something you're feeling, something that's, that touches you, that connects to you. So Bikiva says, why are you crying? Please speak it out. Get us sad. And they speak out in detail. The mockery that it says, Azar of Karvumas, and now as Shual's going, we shouldn't cry. They all obviously burst out crying. And Abikiva feels like crying also. And then he responds, Mitaich the crying. He's in the middle of crying. They've gotten him. Of course, if they got us, they've gotten him. Amar lahem, and then he says, Lakachani mitzachik. That's why I'm laughing. What do I mean? And he says, They're two psukim. The chsev, the pasuk in Yeshaya, the Navi Isaiah, says, Va'idi li edim nemanim. I have two witnesses. Yeshaya was written about the first base Hamikdash. Remember, they're all standing by the second base Hamikdash. And he says, I, I, he says, Aidali, I have hired two witnesses, Adam Nemanim, two loyal, I shouldn't say hired, they're not a lot of hire witnesses, but I have testifying two loyal witnesses, says the Navi Isaiah. Urya Kayin and Zechariah ben Barachia. Says, I have two witnesses saying testimony, says the Navi Isaiah. Uriah and Zechariah. Frek the Gemara v'chima inyan Uriah tzol Zechariah. Why does it connect these two prophets? Uriah b'mikdash rishon. Uriah was saying nevuah prophecy about the first temple. Zechariah b'mikdash and Zechariah was saying prophecy about the second base on Mikdash. So why is it saying I have two witnesses and talks about two Nevi'im who were prophesizing about two different time periods? Ella, says the Gemara, the Pshad is, Tala Kasev, these two Nevois, these two prophecies are linked. The Nevuah of Zechariah and the Nevuah Uri are linked. They're linked. I have two witnesses means there are two prophecies that are linked. What are the two prophecies? Prophecy one is Lachain Biglalchem because of you. Siyain Sadatecharish. Siyain will be a plowed field. Because of your sins, Jewish people, I'm gonna run over Tsiyain. Eretz Yisrael, Tsiyon, Zion is going to be plowed. The whole thing is gonna be destroyed because of your Averis. Lachem Biglalchem. Because of you. Tzion is going to be a plowed field. It's going to be destroyed. A very, very sad prophecy. Prophecy number one. Prophecy number two. They will yet dwell, elder men and elder ladies in the streets of Yerushalayim. Yeladim v'yeladais mesachakim, youngsters will be playing. Ishmi shantai v'yadai, a man's going to be walking with a cane. It describes Yushalayim bustling, happening, crazy events, delicious, delightful scenes of elders and youngers, a bustling place. 
So two visuals, a very, very bad nevuah. That Eretz Yisrael is going to be plowed as a negative nevuah. And a beautiful nevuah about the reconstruction of Eretz Yisrael. The rebuilding of Yerushalayim. Says Rabbi Kiva, these two nevuahs are linked. Hayisim says Rabbi Kiva, Achloy Niskaim Nevasha Urya. Before I saw Yerushalayim plowed, destroyed, Hayisim Isyari, I was worried, Shlotiskaim Nevasha Shazacharya. You have to understand the second base Hamidash was very iffy, Yehuda. It wasn't Kishmak. We were very, we, we did not have, we, what's the word like sovar? What's the Sovereignty, thank you. Sovereignty. We didn't have our own control. We were under the auspices, under the power of others, the Romans. It was not a glorious time. There was a lot of corruption, a lot of fake kaihanim gedolim. It was a hired position. And the Kiva said, I was always worried that nevuah of Oy Yeshu's Kanim's Kanai's Perchavis Yushalayim. Yushalayim free and happy and fiery. I was always worried it won't happen. But now that I see the Nevuah of Urya happening, and I see Tzion is decimated, I see Yeshua walking so in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, that Nevuah L'chem B'Glalchem Tzion Sadatecharesh happened, B'Yadua, I know that the Nevuah, the prophecy of Zechariah will happen. B'Loshin Azeh Omuloi, they used the following language. They said to Rabbi Kiva, Akiva nichamtanu, Akiva nichamtanu. You've comforted us. Now Martha brilliantly said, you comforted us, you let us cry, and then you brought us here. You've comforted us, Akiva. You've cried with, you rent your garment, mati dahan. You've allowed us to express what's so sad and cried. And then you brought us to the great joy of what's yet to come. Now the cash is like this, Rabbi said. Is Rabbi Kiva a Maimon, one of the greatest human beings to ever live is a Maimon. He's a believer. What does he mean, I thought the prophecy wouldn't happen? It's a prophecy! It's a prophecy! Prophecies are promises. The Navi promised. Zechariah promised. Rabbi Kiva says, I was nervous it wouldn't be. Prophecy has to happen. So what does it mean? Rabbi Kiva was nervous. But when I see this prophecy happen, that prophecy could happen. So the Pshat Rabbi say is like this. The Rambam says, the Rambam's talking about how do you know if a Navi's a Navi Sheker? If a Navi says you're going to win a million dollars, he's a prophet, because I prophesize air and heart will win a million dollars. And it do, in 30 days, and it doesn't happen, he's a Navi Sheker. Navi Sheker. Could he say, well, you didn't have error, that's why it didn't happen, no. If a prophecy for a good thing, Shalom, it has to happen. If it doesn't happen, you kill the Navi, he's a Navi Sheker, he's a liar in the name of Hashem, bang him off, Shalom. What about if a Navi prophesies that said to somebody, at the end of 30 days, you're going to break your leg, and it doesn't happen, is he a Navi Sheker, Shalom? No, why not? The guy did shuffle. The Rambam says this, a nevuah negative does not, Effie, if you hear this, it will change your life. You'll, you'll go crazy. Effie's a London. A nevuah lira, a negative nevuah doesn't have to happen. What could the guy do? Shuvah. 
a nevuah letai that which famous navi gave a nevuah lera that didn't happen. Yaina, bless your souls. Yaina said to Ninveh, Ninveh is going to be destroyed. It wasn't. Why? Because they did? Shova. So a nevuah lera only happens if you don't do tshuva, you do tshuva. So if a guy says to a yid, you're going to break your leg in a month, and the yid doesn't, you don't do anything to nothing. Maybe the yid did tshuva, you don't know. But if the navi promised the good thing, says the Ram, it doesn't happen, he's a navi sheker. Good has to happen, bad not. Now, Hevra, one second, one second. Let's say a Navi says to a Yid, you're going to break your leg, and 30, in 30 days you're going to break your leg, and then you're going to be stuck home and you're not going to go to work. Because you're not going to go to work, you're going to say, oh, I can't go to work for the year. So you're going to buy a lottery ticket and you're going to win a million dollars. So he has a bad Navua, but a good thing is going to come after. Does it have to happen? Because if he does tshuva, he won't break his leg. And the winning the million is only predicated on breaking your leg. So that's what Rabbi Kiva wasn't sure. God said, Seyon's going to be rocked. But then it's going to be rebuilt magnificently. Rabbi Kiva said, I didn't know if the nevuah was going to happen. Because it's true, it's a good nevuah, but first something bad's going to happen. So I didn't know if it's going to happen. But once the bad happens, now there's only a good nevuah, now it has to happen. A good nevuah has to come. At the point that was predicated on something bad, I thought maybe we'll do tshuva and it won't be destroyed, but we'll be stuck in this not such great situation. Now that the bad happened, I, I, I swear the good will happen now. Now that's for sure going to happen. This same pshat, Rabbi, says pshat in another chazal. Hashem says the Jewish people are going to be in Mitzrayim how many years? 400 years. And afterwards we're going to leave rich. How many years were we in Mitzrayim? 210. What does Hashem say? Please, Klal Yisrael, take money. I don't want to have Ramavinu to have tainas on me. I don't want him to say that they didn't leave wealthy. Why is that not Avramavinu? You promised we're going to leave wealthy. The answer is going to only leave wealthy as a good Nevu, but it's predicated on something bad. The bad never happened. We weren't there for 100 years. So then the good doesn't have to happen. What? It's funny. It's funny. A court, Chaim saying teeth. And like B'derech, Chaim saying that at the point you're, 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 you, this was a destruction, that goof was the chizuk. At the point we've experienced, the, Chaim saying maybe they have to actually feel it, but your very feelings of destruction are what make me sure of this. <laughs> okay, so we have a pshat now in a, in, a, in a Gemara, much better understanding what's going on here. I want, we're going to make more siyumim tonight. It shouldn't just be a ceremony when he reads the last Gemara. So we now have a much deeper and better understanding of this precious last Gemara in Makkah. amazing Havana in the Gemara. What's going on here? We have a better Havana. The prayer, the prayer we say in the Hadron after the Messiahim talk to the Mesechta is they say a prayer. And they ask Hashem, should be my business in this world, Torah. It should be with us in 
What does that mean? My Torah should be with me in Olam Abba. This is big zach. And the Chavetz Chaim says that your ma'isim are like children. And the more lishma, the more you get to fabreng with the ma'isim in Olam Abba. It's fascinating. We say, Te'imanu lo'ilam abba. You should get to hang out with the Torah in Olam Abba. That's, that's mystical stuff. But then we dive in, in our prayers to Hashem, we mention a family. We just randomly, we get so random, we say, bar papa, bar papa. we just say, ten, this guy, Papa, has ten sons. So it's a good chance, like, to show off. If you read it fluently, whoa, you've made Siyomim before. <laughs> so you like, like reading it, Kishmak. Why do we read Papa, Papa? It doesn't even fit. In the middle of prayer, a guy names this fellow's ten sons. And what the Yam Shloim explains to us is this man used to make Siyomim for people. He celebrated, and all his sons were notoriously tzaddikim. He had ten very stark sons. And we speak about this man because he celebrated Siyumim. So at every Siyum we mention the famous Yid who had ten beautiful sons, and he was Zaychir at ten sons for Siyumim. But I want to say to the guys that the Gemara says in Shabbos that if somebody's Mechabit Talmidich Achamim, they have Banim Talmidich Achamim. If you're Mechabit Torah learners, you have children who are Torah learners. If you want Torah learners in our family, we have to be Mechabit Torah. We have to show great respect for Torah. Siyumim. A person makes Siyumim, his kids become B'nai Torah. person, it's meaningful. David Clare's father told me last night that it was one of the happiest days of his life. That city told me last night. One of the happiest days. A person makes Siyumim, Tatas, Aaron Metz's parents couldn't leave. There were rumors they were here about Sikhan this morning. They, pushed, they were here for hours. A, a son's a Siyum. A son's Siyum. Dan's parents were fired up. A Siyum, Kavadat Torah, respecting Torah, makes a person have children that are Talmud Chacham. So we mentioned these ten sons. I appreciate, we should start putting all the names. Maybe we should have a guy say all the names at the Siyum. They're always the Siyum guys, the guys who sit at the Siyumim. I always have this own little thing inside. I took note of three youngsters in the yeshiva, and I have this, my own pet things, that the guy who sits late in the Siyum, you see like one tenth grader who just hasn't moved and can't get up, always know in twelfth grade he has a beautiful Siyum. That guy, you can mark it down. If you want to write down, you want to be a little bit of a Navi, we're talking about prophecy. Just Thursday night, look at the two 10th graders sitting there. The guy's looking. That guy's going to make a very big seam. You could take it to the bank, my friends. I've watched this for a year or two. <laughs> take it to the bank. The guy, that 10th grader, was just like stuck in his seat looking at this. He's like watching what's going on. He's all the way in the back. He like, can't move for like six hours. You can write down. You push it right down. Already send out invitations to us. Just write down June 12th. <laughs> and when I find out what we're learning next, you send it out. Right? Just send out invitations. Print them up. Spend money on it. Huh? But start making the papers already. Kavadat Torah, we should write down, it's appreciated. Each guy who celebrates, who's here, the guys who get it, I gave it to a bacher, went to the door. Man, why are you friend? Celebrate somebody's accomplishment. Celebrate. Don't, don't leave. Don't dance. Celebrate somebody accomplished in Get fired up on it. 
write a song, a speech, a grammar, a rap, make fun, do whatever you want, just do something. So we say the ten names of these precious family that knew to celebrate Siyomim, this beautiful Papa family. Then we say a prayer, Hashem, Rabbi, so we say a prayer to Hashem. After we say that we celebrate that precious family, just picture the ten guys who are making every sim. That's, that's this chevra. The whole mishpacha, they were like ten gishmaks. There's a very boyish family. This fellow pup had ten gishmak. They probably knew the Mizatska and other type of dances. Papa, it says his name was, I don't think it was Reb Papa. Papa. Was it Reb Papa? I don't know. Love Dafka. Who said it was Papa? Which one? Which one? Raf from Bar Papa. Maybe, maybe you're right. It's, it's, it's the famous Rav Papa. Is that true? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He could be right. I don't know if it's Rav Papa. If somebody, if, if it is, it is. I don't know. But whoever this Papa was, he had ten precious sons. And his sons, they celebrate. That's the Yam Shal Shloim Metal. They celebrate you. We then pray to Hashem. And we say, <laughs> Make Tyrus sweet in our mouths. And let us all, our children and grandchildren, be Yoyde Shemecha, Loimde Sarasecha. Let them know your name and learn Tyrus. Know your name and learn Tyrus. It's interesting, there's a big correlation between Yoyde Shemecha and Loimde Sarasecha. We dive in for our children to know you and learn Tyrus. The way we know, whenever we say the name of Hashem, we mean that which we can understand about Hashem. The name of somebody is your tfisa, your understanding of them. That's their name. The name of Hashem means that which we can understand. There's plenty about Hashem we can't understand. But Shemcha means that which I could understand. The learner of Torah is a Yoyde Shemcha. He knows Hashem. He, he's, he's studying Hashem's attitudes. So we dive in that our kids should be Yoyidei Shemecha. They should know you. They should know everything they could about you. And they should be Lundei Torah. Now in the same prayer, if you notice, this is the prayer we say every morning. Vaharib, now, middle of Birch Ask the Lechem Rab. The Lechem Rab was a Hungarian Rab who was killed by the Nazis. Yamach Shemam Vezichram. And the Lechem Rab, this Hungarian Rab, whose great nephew lived next door to Maishi and I in Blue Ridge. Avi, Dr. Avi Rosenblum. So the Lechem Rav writes as follows. He writes that why are these two prayers in the same place? First of all, Hashem Torah should be sweet to me. And second of all, my children should be learners of Torah iron. Why there's two different prayers? What are they lumped together? Vaharev should be sweet to me, Hashem Torah should be zis. And a second prayer, my children, grandchildren, all of our children should learn Torah and know your name. Why are these two things together? And says the Lechem Rab, it's one prayer. If Torah is sweet to us and delicious, our kids will learn it. If Torah is not delicious to us, if it's schleppy, then our kids won't. So it's one prayer. Let Torah be sweet to me. And then, and only then, let our children and grandchildren learn Torah. So we say this great prayer, Rabbi say of the sweetness of Torah, and the prayer that our children and grandchildren should be learners of Torah and knowers of Hashem's name, 
it should talk about these prayers. Hashem should be Yamala Hashem. Hashem should listen to these prayers and grant us that both the sweetness of Torah, Torah should be delicious and delightful to us, and should go to our children and grandchildren. That should come. Rabbi say.